0: It's the Post Pod Show. You know, Lou, I think if you were to have me back on Thrive Loud, I think that I would probably spend the first hour of the show not letting you talk and aggressively promoting my own stuff. I think I would tell people all about the various things I'm doing. Like you want me to come on and just start talking about my book, my podcast, my blog, my newsletter, the different things, the way that I can help people, my coaching, my consulting, My that, that is exactly why you would bring me on to Thrive Loud. Right. Well, I mean, of course, all
1: I ever want you to do is sell from the microphone the minute you get on the actual guest chair and start being a guest on the show.
0: This might be Um, presumptuous, but I think I speak for all podcasters when I say what we really want when a guest comes on the show is for them to be locked into their own agenda of promoting their own stuff. It really makes for good content.
1: For those of you listening and haven't picked up the (laughs) sarcastic tone of Jeff (laughs) Gibbard at this moment, you're now starting to understand. What we go through as hosts, sometimes when a guest is so focused and is so in what I love to say, pitch mode, so they can actually be selling whatever their latest goods and wares are and using the podcast to do that, not recognizing what that program's audience is about, what the format's about, what actually would get people to continue to listen. I know everyone's so self-absorbed about themselves when they come on a program and how great their book, their course, their speech, their TED talk, their whatever it might be is. But the reality is,
0: is that what everybody wants to hear right off the bat? <laughs> I think we could all agree, though, that we expect that people come on to podcasts. Like if you pitch a, a podcast, so you want to be a guest. We expect that there's a reason. There's something you're selling. There's something you're doing. We all expect that. But uh, I know both you and I do this thing where we we created sort of a um a gated area of our show. That's basically like, here's your chance to just completely unabashedly promote yourself. Just go do your thing. But for the show kind of let, let's not do that. Let me ask you this. How do you deal with it when it happens on your show? Like, you know, are there levels? Do you, do you interrupt it right at the beginning? Do you wait till it gets to a certain point? Like how do you deal with someone who comes on and they're immediately selling your audience?
1: To your point on my program, I actually have what I call the admin part of the show, share with the listeners, all the places people can find you, learn about you, anything you're offering. And I give them that window and I tell them before we even record, and this is actually a good tip for podcast hosts who are listening to this program before you hit the record button, kind of give the lay of the show and let them know that there will be a window to do that because you want to get into them ahead of time, which absolutely minimizes that to your point there are plenty of people that are so excited about pitching their book that they just can't resist and they just want to talk about it or whatever new offering they have so when they when they get in there i'll try and jump in i'll be like hold on before we get to that great stuff i will definitely do a throw a, a wrench in the cog to try and stop the engine before it gets rolling not to say that i've been successful every single time i've done it i've had guys that just are on a full mode or a woman one time got on the show and was like literally thanking the people that we're in the acknowledgements part of our book before we even got to talk about her. And I kid you not. She goes, before I even go out and promote this, I need to thank this person and listen to what they wrote at the opening of my book. And they started reading it. And I stopped them and said, well, hold, hold, hold on one second. Let's let people know who you are. Let's let people know what's, what's the story. Because the thing that we're most interested in, and this you and I have learned, right? It's always the behind the scenes that's more interesting about the movie than the movie itself. Sometimes like, you know, what is the actor really like? What is the director like when it comes to that person? That's what a podcast opportun- show is all about. It's an opportunity to kind of dig in and learn who they are, not what they've produced and what they've got.
0: Yeah, I think there's a real. um uh there's a lot of different ways that you can address this, I think. So there's the immediately put the brakes on and kind of be a jerk about it, which I don't think is always going to be an effective route as a podcast host because you want to create a warm, welcoming environment. So then you're in that space where you're trying to let them know in a graceful way not to just promote all of their stuff. And I think the the first point you made, which is, is um, super important, which is the more you can set a guest up so that they know, I think... The, the better they can be prepared going in. So they may not make that mistake. But then if they do, it's not that you haven't done the work to let them know kind of the flow of the show or how things are going to go or when they can promote and this sort of thing. Uh, so you, you kind of give yourself a little bit of license to be a little bit more direct with them uh, because you gave them that heads up. But I think in the actual conversation with them, one that I've uh, tried to lean on that, that sounds a little like what you did uh, which is like, hey, I w- I'm I'm excited to talk about the book, and and obviously we encourage everyone to go and pick it up. But I really want to know about you. I want to learn more about you, and I want to use this opportunity on our show to talk about the things that are in the book because I don't want to spoil the book. I want people to go out and buy it, right? So you're you're like, I'm trying to frame it in such a way where it's like, I love you so much that I don't want you to promote your thing because I'm going to do it for you, and I want to I want to do this other thing that's so valuable to you, right? Uh, and that's true. But it it also is like kind of my graceful way of like not being too direct or too uh, confronting about it, but gently trying to push them away from their sales pitch.
1: I also want to not put the blame directly on the guest every single time. Oh, for sure. There's a publicist sometimes involved in this process. There's a podcast booking person sometimes behind this issue who's set them up on a on a binge of promotion, show after show after show, after show. And that and, and that does happen. You've seen that they're on TV tours, they're on radio tours, they're on podcast programs. They're doing all of this stuff to try to promote themselves in their book and they're in pitch mode. They know this is what they're about. And a lot of other programs have shorter formats and those shorter formats are to get right to the, the meat of it. Like if if anyone's fortunate enough to be on, if you ever watch them talk about a book on the Today Show, they just jump right into what it's about.
0: Yeah. So you have two minutes to tell me about your 50,000
1: words. Yeah, Go. Exactly. So so that's part of it. Uh, I don't want to give, but, but there are people who think that, that that's what people are tuning into because they've been so in the pitch mode and they're so in whatever their offering is and they recognize that a podcast is a powerful platform to reach eyes and ears that they couldn't do before. So this is their chance to say the, the main thing the reason I'm here is not, is to tell you I want you to buy the book. But we don't buy the book because of what the author said and what's so great about the book because that might not resonate with me. The reason we may buy it is because we kind of like or Learn something interesting about the author, or about the the speaker, or about whoever it is that's promoting their their platform. That's the thing that we're like, wait, that I can connect with that person. Yeah. You know what? I am kind of interested in learning about what they're thinking about. That should be the the hook that people should go in more. That's what you know. You and I talk about ways of connecting with people and working and helping to better market and brand folks in our in our regular jobs. This is one of the things that we get to see. And to your opening point, it is apoplectically frustrating when they dive right into it because you're right. They're just, wait, we have a little bit of a <laughs> of a show flow here that we'd love to address and it, it can be, um, how can I say, uh, a little bit. You want to just pull back on the reins as quickly as possible on the yeah. guests when they're in that chair.
0: Well, I think as, as a uh, seasoned podcast hosts, having a format, having a flow, having done this enough times, we, we definitely can do that. Um, I do want to flip the mic around though, because I think, um, this, this is a good place for you and I to both, I think, give some insight to people who are podcast guests about how you can actually do it very, very effectively. So my first thought was, you have a book, I have a book. We've both done the podcast tours, like, you know, whether using booking agents or just the fact that like, we run with podcasters, like we know other podcasters. So we like reach out and we're like, yo, I, I have a book. I want to come on and talk about it. But we also, as podcasters, know enough not to just go on there and just get into pitch mode. Um, one of the things that, struck me that you said is like you know the people that have publicists and they're they're kind of on their tour right so they got their their pitch mode ready to go i actually found myself and i'm curious if you found this when you were promoting uh, speakeasy um i found myself not wanting to give the same interview i found myself wanting to actually make it different enough that if somebody heard me here and then they happened to maybe listen to me somewhere else they would hear two totally different podcasts in terms of like what i'm talking about and specifically I don't know if I ever told anybody outside of being invited to say this. I don't know if I, ever, if I ever told anybody to go buy the book. I just talked about the things that were in the book that I thought were interesting when people would ask me questions about it. And I would bring in kind of like relevant learnings because my thinking was, if people are listening to the show and I give them something useful, an idea, a, a, a technique, a framework, a nugget that they can then take into their lives and use, they're gonna be like, wow, I wonder what else is in that book. I'm curious when you went, on the other side, Mike, you were now a, a guest, not a host. Um, what was your thinking as you went out there to try and promote Speakeasy? Like, how did you approach it? Because that's how I approached the lovable leader: was let me just tell people about the valuable stuff in here. I Won't even ask them to buy it, and I definitely don't want it to be the same as the last one because I get bored.
1: So, uh, along those lines, you know, you said when I was in that pitch mode, literally yesterday, a podcast host just released a one of the episodes which i was featuring the speakeasy book which we recorded close to a year ago which i'm still laughing at like obviously big slate came out afterwards and it was great to listen to because i do remember i tried to make there's always one consistent thing it's like like imagine uh if you had a chance to see the late great tony bennett perform if he didn't perform you know i left my heart in san francisco in your concert you'd be pretty upset so you you need to hit the, the 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 favorites or the or the or the hits and and there was always one hit, which was a question that I'd ask about Speakeasy, which was, you know, what if every conversation you were able to connect? And that was that and building up yep. to that point, I always said that within that. But the solutions or the the tactics or the ways that I went through, I tried as best as I could to be as different as possible and never repeat the same. Because I agree with you that if you went on a whole bunch of those things, first of all, you'd get tired talking about that. Yeah. And I'd also try Very to quickly. cater it as I try to cater it as much to that show. In fact, that was one of the things that that a, if you're if you are a guest on a show and you know that you have a message that might be leaning towards marketing or maybe a technology platform or you know just just a wellness platform or mental health whatever it might be, try to skew how your book and message can cater to that audience. Like it's a, just a general topic because that's a great that's a good tactic. So so it's like know your audience before you have the message and try to be a little bit different. I'm exactly like you in that regard. I think it's a great tip. The other thing I would do is if you are a guest, and this is important, and, and I state this because a lot of times, as we mentioned, those publicists put you on a run, you could be recording four or five of those shows in one day, back to back to back to back to back. Uh, one, try to get up for it. Drink a lot of water and be up as if it's like a new exciting time each time because here's the thing that I always forget. That podcast aired a year ago is the first time someone's going to hear you and they may not read your book or see you speak or whatever it is. You have to treat being a podcast guest in that chair like it's a keynote or like it's a presentation. Get up for it. Get excited because that's the version that more people are actually going to hear and connect with. And it lives on forever.
0: Yeah. No, 100% to absolutely all of that. Um, I had one more point that I was just thinking about, and then you made that really good point and I forgot it. Damn um, me. Which is very real. That's like a very real. Oh, uh, so as a uh, podcaster, this is what I was going to say. As a podcaster, I have one one final tip that I'll leave on for the uh, how to deal with in-game advertising, which is that one of the things that I do to deal with this, uh, aside from preparing guests, which I think great point, that's, that's number one. Number two is having a graceful way to guide people back. I would say number three is in the preparation that I do specifically and in the method of running a podcast that I do, which is that I try very hard to make sure that I don't ask the same questions that other guests, other hosts have asked. So when I get that one sheeter and it says questions you can ask, I go, great. And I put it off to the side. Like I look at it to give me like <laughs> an idea of like what's well-worn territory. Because there are podcasters who like their format is great. I'm going to take you through the questions that you wanted. Your publicist sent it. I will ask you that. Me, I I look at it and I say, well, what fascinates me about this? What what about this makes me go hmm I want to know more about that because that then allows me to ask something that nobody else could have asked um in the way that I'm going to ask it the way that I'm going to take it through my own unique lens and experience so I've had a number of guests at the end of the show we we hit the you know stop record and they say you know no one's ever asked me that I've never talked about that thing before and it's because I'm not trying to promote their book I'm trying to get to know them and find yeah. the the hidden gems in them. So I would encourage podcasters, if you want to, uh, you know, knock the in-game advertising out of frame, one of the easiest ways to do that is to throw the guest off balance, not in a cruel way, not in a way that's like a gotcha, but in a way that gets them out of pitch thinking that's automatic because they have it lo- locked and loaded. There's a, there's one in the chamber. Throw them off balance so that they actually have to start thinking. Yeah. So ask them a question they haven't been asked before.
1: I, I One of my favorite things is when they go, ooh, wow, I haven't thought about that or whatever, even on air, not even yep. just afterwards. Uh, you're 100% right. That's that's what makes the platform so great. And, and, and I guarantee you, if you are a guest and you come on a show and you have a host that is being that unique or you're giving that unique take, it's going to come out differently every time. The goal is not to make every one of these a, a model every single one of those interviews. The main goal is to connect to that audience on the show that you're on and be the best that you could be in that moment, in that conversation, maximize it. And that will actually sell more books. That will get you more gigs, sell more of your courses, whatever the thing that you're promoting or plugging. And just put that in the plug section. In fact, if you went through the whole episode to your point about you never saying go buy the book, if you put everything out there and made people actually just look more into you as opposed to telling them what to do, kind of just, hey, check it out at your convenience. You're going to have more success and probably more sales than you would imagine. We've seen a bunch of that flow through from- uh, good episodes of people clicking through the episode page. And a really good. this is another good thing. If you want to be a great podcast program, provide those links on podcast hosts. provide those links to your guests. They will love you more and they'll promote it even more so they can get access to whatever they're selling, whatever it is. Make us be the salespeople, make the conversation be the gold that everyone wants to listen to.
0: Yeah. Final words, mine, then yours. Mine, Guests, we know that you're coming on to promote something. Trust us. We, we've we done this before. We will make you look good. We will give you the opportunity either explicitly in a gated area of the show or we will do it throughout. You don't have to push it. We got you. That's why we do this thing. We understand. So that's the first thing. And if you uh, if you are a guest and you're out there and you want to like do it well, I would say go in there and try to let people know about the substance and the things that they can learn from you. Instead of telling them explicitly to buy, instead of pitching them talk about, teach them something, go on there and teach them something and engage in a really good conversation with your podcast host. And uh, I guarantee it's going to work a lot better than you going out there and just moving right into your like, what's it going to take to get you into this new book type pitch? Post. Hosts,
1: my my messages to the host, uh, it's your show, take a hold of the reins, get control and uh, give that layout in the beginning to let your, let your guests know what that flow is. And you'll end up getting into the part and making the conversation even better. You've been Lou diamond and I've no, actually I've been Lou diamond and you've been Jeff Gibbard. That's what I said. I said, you've been, don't do that again. (laughs) Yeah, I know I threw you
0: off. See, now you got to think about it. This has been the post pod show.
1: It's the post pod show. You've been listening to the post pod show, part of the shareable podcast network. You can listen to the post pod show on Apple podcasts, Spotify, google podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts make sure to check us out on the good pods app where you can follow listen and connect directly to lou and jeff and all of the post show episodes you can also find this program on jgibbard.com where you'll learn about all of the incredible things that jeff gibbard has going on as well as at thriveloud.com where you can check out everything going on in lou diamond's world thanks for listening